0: Yes, I know. Yesterday and the day before was too long. (laughs) Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Good to see you back. Uh, uh, Slava, Ukraine. Heroium, Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's very nice of you. Even, even when I run 40, 41 minutes long, two days in a row. A lot of news. A lot of news. Uh, if you can, uh, uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at cyberclops C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Let's get to it. Let's try and make it under 25 minutes. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We'll try. <clears throat> In a televised meeting with the UN Secretary General, uh, Secretary General, uh, uh, U- yeah, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres yesterday, Putin showed little interest in his proposal for the UN role in helping civilians flee uh, the war in Ukraine. Uh, and they went to talk about the war. They said, hey, you know, they're trying to inform Putin, bad idea. Uh, Putin said he still hoped there would be a diplomatic outcome in Ukraine. Of course, his diplomatic outcome is, uh, uh, preferred diplomatic outcome is, Ukraine become part of Russia, we're done. (laughs) Um, And and claimed genuine breakthroughs in the negotiations had been derailed, but what he described as provocation and bucha. Uh, the key suburb where Ukrainian civilians were killed, murdered, tied with their hands, tied behind their back, and shot in the head. Uh, He says, contrary to accounts from witnesses and reporters, Putin suggested the Ukrainians themselves carried out the massacre. Right? (laughs) Guterres said that Ukraine says Russia has bombed humanitarian quarters and used its own evacuation routes uh, to bring Ukrainian civilians to Russia against their will. And Putin, of course, ignored it all and said Kosovo had declared independence in 2008 without consulting Serbia. Putin asked Guterres whether he agreed that, uh, that provided a precedent uh, that it provided a precedent for the two Donbass republicans to declare independence without permission from Kiev and for Moscow to recognize them. To which Guterres noted, the UN does not recognize Kosovo. <sighs> wow. Uh, but Putin brushed that aside and turned back to Mariupol. He said... Military operations. This is typical. This is just what Republicans do when they don't like the they don't when they don't like the answer. They change the discussion, right? It's the same thing. He said military operations there had ended and denied that humanitarian corridors were not functioning. Uh, Ukraine says Russia is continuing to conduct uh, strikes in Mariupol and refusing to let civilians leave the city. He also accused. Ukrainian forces inside the steel plant of using civilians as human shields. Oddly, troops are trying to get the people out and Russia won't let them out through humanitarian quarters. This is insane. He's he's nuts. He's nuts. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. <clears throat> that was less of a story. That was more of just a... Uh, it's ridiculous for the UN to go to Putin. The, we already know Putin is is out of his... Freaking mind! He needs to be killed right now. Yes, I'm calling for the death of Putin. Somebody do it. Uh, reflecting on uh, his weekend trip to the uh, uh, to the Ukraine, uh, with Defense Secretary uh, Lloyd Austin, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has told U.S. senators Ukraine was was and will continue to be a free and independent country. Uh, addressing the Senate's Foreign Relations Committee, the set, uh, Secretary of State also said. The U.S. must not let up in its support of Ukraine. Honestly, what I think is going on is Russia really stepped in it. And the U.S., in addition to helping Ukraine, is using the opportunity to weaken Russia, which I'm all for. I mean, uh, 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 those nuclear missiles should not be in the hands of a nut like uh, Putin or or nut like Trump in the United States, by the way. Uh, in Blinken's opening statement... <clears throat> He said, for all the carnage that uh, Russia's brutal invasion continues to inflict, Ukraine was and will continue to be a free and independent country. It's impossible not to be moved by what Ukrainians have achieved. It's also impossible not to believe that they will keep succeeding because they know why they fight. I have to tell you, I felt some pride in what the United States has done to support the Ukrainian government and its people, and even firmer conviction that we must not let up. Uh, Blinken said he and Austin were impressed by uh, what they saw in terms of uh, Ukraine's uh, resilience. He continued, as we took the train across the border and rode westward into Ukraine, I assume that was eastward? We saw mile, and mile uh, after mile of Ukrainian countryside territory that just a couple of months ago the Russian government thought that it could seize in a matter of weeks, today firmly in Ukraine. Uh, he went on to uh, say the Ukrainians have won the battle for Kiev, which I think is a little early to, to be saying uh, that because there will likely be more. I mean, maybe the current battle. On Russia's willingness to end the war, he seemed to think Russia was playing everyone on the talks, that the talks are nothing but theater. And I, I would agree with that. Putin doesn't care. He wants what he wants. He wants Ukraine. He wants at least the southern border along the Black Sea. And, and uh, well, he already he's already taken uh, um, uh, Crimea and the Sea of Azov. So um, anyway, it's similar to uh, when Republicans... Uh, um, His negotiations. It's similar to uh, when Republicans seek changes to a bill, even though they plan to block it anyway. We've talked about that numerous times. This is this is the playbook that Russia is using, uh, that Putin is using. He said, "Our purpose." I'm talking about Blinken. He said, "Our purpose is to make sure." that they have within their hands the ability to repel the Russian aggression and indeed to strengthen their hand at an eventual negotiating table. We've seen no sign to date that President Putin is serious about meaningful negotiations. Just like I said. If he is, and if the Ukrainians engage, we will support that. As for how the war ends, Blinken said, the end state should be determined by the Ukrainians as a sovereign, independent country. I I don't know how far we are from going in. I do not know, but we'll see. Uh, Seized assets from Russian oligarchs are now slated to go towards Ukraine. Maybe, we'll see. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has been testifying Uh, to a Senate Appropriations Subcommittee about Ukraine. He told lawmakers that the Justice Department would support legislation that some assets seized from Russian oligarchs go directly to Ukraine. Not sure how they're going to send, you know, to use a 300-foot yacht, but maybe he meant proceeds from seized assets. Uh, He said... The department announced last month it was stepping up its crackdown on Russian oligarchs and had formed a task force called Task Force Klepto-Capture. I don't like that name. Task Force Klepto-Capture. It's like you're stealing. You're not stealing. Well, you are stealing, but rightfully stealing, I suppose. Uh... They formed a task force klepto-capture to enforce U.S. sanctions, in part by seizing assets belonging to those targeted by such measures. Uh, Garland said uh, that currently any uh, money or property that is seized goes into the debts, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Department's Assets Forfeiture Fund, which is used to pay for certain investigative expenses and manage seized assets. And when I say manage seized assets, I mean like if they seized a Rolls-Royce, they would still have to finish making those payments. You know, they can't just seize it because then otherwise they're seizing it from uh, Rolls Royce, right? He said, we would support legislation that would allow some of that money to go directly to Ukraine. That's not the current circumstances uh, with respect to the fund, meaning the upper and lower house would have to pass something that would allow them to send money to Ukraine. Personally, I think... You know, this is after everything's said and done. This is a long ways off. Putin is going to have to die, I think, before this happens. Personally, I think once Putin is defeated, there will be some sort of treaty, like like, like the Treaty of Versailles, that will lock Russia into a payment structure for decades. And, of course, that's what happened with the Treaty of Versailles. And and I hate to say, the Treaty of Versailles was Overly indulgent and overly uh, punitive against um, Germany. And that's what caused the rise of Hitler. Uh, so I will say that about the Treaty of Versailles. Uh, you should read the book uh, Hitler, a study in uh, tyranny by um, uh, uh, Bullock. And it is, yeah is two inches thick. And as uh, big as a, uh, eight and a half, 11 uh, sheet of paper or larger. It is very big book, but it's a good read if you like. <clears throat> uh, Russian owned Gazprom has cut off a supply of uh, off supply of gas to Poland and Bulgaria for not paying in rubles. If you remember, they they said, "Oh, you got to pay in rubles. You got to pay in rubles, even though the contracts say euros or dollars." Right, Hungary paid in rubles, but no one else will. Uh, Hungary uh, uh, doesn't have any any uh, backups of gas, Uh, so I guess they had to. They were forced to. Uh, Russian state energy giant Gazprom said in a statement today that it had fully halted supplies to Polish gas company PGNiG and Bulgaria's Bulgar Gaz. Uh, after they uh, refused to meet a demand by Moscow to pay in rubles rather than euros or dollars, uh, the agreement was euros or dollars. So, I'm sure international law su- lawsuits are flying as we speak. Poland and Bulgaria seem to be okay on gas supplies and reserves for now, and have set up other supplies for next years, uh, next year, and and there's a new gas line. Um, from the north, that's coming uh, uh, south uh, into uh, Poland, I believe. From uh, is it is it Norway? I think it's Norway. Is it Norway? Maybe Switzerland. I forget one of those companies, countries. Uh, PGNiG said in a statement yesterday that it had been informed by Gazprom that deliveries through the Yamal pipeline would be suspended starting today. The European Commission described the decision to halt supplies as attempted blackmail and said it was coordinating a response among EU member states. Uh, European Commission uh, President Ursula von der Leyen said in a statement, "'Europeans can trust that we stand united and in full solidarity with the member states impacted in the face of this new challenge. Europeans can count on our full support. Uh, the Kremlin responded. Uh, they rejected accusations of blackmail and its move to halt gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov, Pesky Peskov, told reporters, this is not blackmail. And if you say that again, I'll tell your wife what you did. We have videotape. Uh, okay, well, he didn't say that last part. Pesky Peskov said, the need for the conditions that were documented in the presidential decree, meaning the new payment method, method was caused by unprecedented, unfriendly steps in the economy and financial sector undertaken against us by unfriendly countries. We're unfriendly? Who invaded whom? Uh, presidential decrees do not trump contracts. Uh, according to Peskov, Uh, Pesky Peskov, Russia was forced to switch to payment in rubles for gas supply to Europe due to the new restrictions. Peskov went on to say, we had a significant amount of our reserves blocked or stolen. Putting it simply, all this required a transition to a new payment system. Tough noogies. A contract is a contract. Moving on. Are the sanctions working completely? No, of course not. Uh, The UK... Has imported nearly 2 million barrels of oil since the start of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, according to figures released by Greenpeace that they released today. Greenpeace said a total of eight tankers have delivered shipments of Russian oil to the UK since Russia first invaded Ukraine on the 24th of February, averaging one every week. The UK government has imposed a ban on Russian owned, operated, or flagged ships from entering the UK. However, Russian fossil fuels are still able to pour into Britain via tankers owned and flagged by other nations. Uh, Georgia Whitaker, oil and uh, gas uh, campaigner at Greenpeace UK, said, The government is no stranger to hypocr- hypocrisy, but pledging unwavering support to Ukraine while shipping in almost 2 million barrels of Russian oil is utterly disingenuous, ingenuous, even by Boris Johnson's standards. Oh, my. Oh, man. What a swipe at Boris Johnson. (laughs) A UK government spokesman said uh, We will phase out Russian oil by the end of the year and imports of Russian liquid natural gas as soon as possible thereafter. Uh, The spokesman, uh, that's according to the spokesman, he said The UK has no issues with either gas or oil supply. And unlike Europe, we are not dependent on Russian energy imports. Well, if you're not dependent, stop bringing it in. I'm calling you out, UK. And the Queen? The Queen can stop this, right? Uh, India has also been buying oil, but has been having trouble finding independent ships to carry it to them. Maybe because the UK is using only all the independent ships they could. <laughs> I suppose they could ship it through Tajikistan, right? Tajikistan, whatever it's called, uh, which is on uh, um, in the center of. If you look at um, if you look at India, it really looks sort of like a vase with a narrow tip at the at, at the top. And that, that that tip touches uh, Tajikistan, which is uh, part of Russia, sort of. I mean, they're friendly, uh, along with a couple other countries there that it would have to flow through. All friendly, uh, relatively friendly to Russia. Uh, unrelated to all this. Russia has moved on to sanctioning 287 members of the British Parliament, including Downing Street Chief of Staff uh, Steve Barclay and Speaker of the House of Commons Lindsay Lindsay Hoyle, uh, according to the Ministry of uh, Foreign Affairs. Um, The retaliatory retaliatory move bans the politicians from entering Russia and comes in response to the UK sanctioning 386 Russian lawmakers on uh, March 11th. Oh, darn that, uh, that uh, relaxing trip to the Russian front, front will have to be put on hold. In Kiev, there was a monument representing the friendship between Russia and Ukraine, a sculpture of two men holding up a medal representing the Soviet Union's order of friendship of peoples with a titanium rainbow arch over it. Leave it to Russia to build a titanium rainbow that has no color. Um, it's called the People's Friendship Arch and was gifted to Ukraine by the Soviet government in 1982 as a symbol of their uh, the relationship between the Russian between the Russia and uh uh Ukraine uh, which was um at the time I guess sort of one right uh it was uh pulled down as a uh, uh, uh it was pulled down like what yesterday or the day before as a crane lifted the monument off its moorings and gradually lowered it to the ground, a crowd of, about, uh, of around 100 people cheered and shouted, Glory to Ukraine! And other slogans, which of course, glory to Ukraine. I say it at the beginning of every, um, uh, uh, of every uh, podcast lately. Slava, Ukraine. Anyway, I hope they melted into bullets and bayonets. That would be just... Moving on Of course not the titanium part Titanium Kind of difficult to uh, melt into something <laughs> uh, <clears throat> You can You can I suppose you could Yeah that would, it would make some Yeah but you know what ti- Titanium is a little flexible I don't know uh, It's really strong though Really strong uh, This seems to be interesting China it's still being a you know, big pain in the ass on Russia, but Chinese businesses are having issues with their sales to Russia, uh, and, and they're being called out for it, of course. Uh, DJI, the world's top drone maker, will temporarily stop doing business in Russia and Ukraine. In a brief statement yesterday, the Shenzhen-based company said it is internally reassessing compliance requirements in various jurisdictions and would temporarily suspend all business activities in Russia and Ukraine in light of current hostilities. Now, DJI has repeatedly said that it opposes any military use of its products. Now, they, they did say... Both Russia and Ukraine We talked about how Ukrainians have been using drones to find Russian vehicles, Russian tanks So this may seem right and, and in actuality, Russia has been using drones I don't think they're using DJI drones They're using other drones, but they might be using DJI drones uh, But it seems okay reading into it, but maybe not so much Russia has not really been using drones on the scale that Ukraine has, and quite effectively Ukraine has. This is quite simply an attack on Ukraine, to be truthful, because Ukraine needs those drones. Uh, So, in other words, there is no doubt in my mind of the distinct possibility that Russia asked uh, DJI Global to do this to help Russia, right? But I mean, people, people in Poland, people in uh, uh, Bulgaria, people wherever will still order drones and probably give them to Ukrainians to use. So there's that. As you know, we're moving on. Kevin McCarthy Was caught in a lie over the insurrection by uh, the New York Times, which released audio clips capturing him saying he would call for Trump's resignation, which he denied. Oh, that didn't happen. Oh, uh, um, uh, what about this audio of you saying it? (laughs) Uh, Possibly more damaging uh, for McCarthy's hopes of uh, uh, one day becoming House Speaker is the Times' latest release, in which he suggests far-right Republican lawmakers could incite violence against colleagues. In a recording made four days after the insurrection, McCarthy tells fellow Republican leaders that extremist politicians are putting people in jeopardy with incendiary uh, statements and tweets. Um, Vocal Trump uh, 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 people. Matt Gantz of Florida and Mo Brooks of Alabama are identified by McCarthy as particularly likely to endanger other lawmakers' security. Of course, alleged f eff- a feebophile, you can look it up, <laughs> alleged a uh Matt Gex, uh, Getz, Gates was angered and, and released a statement on Twitter, which is worthless to go into because no one cares, uh, a, a feebophile I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I believe I am. Uh E-P-H-E-B-O-P-H-I-L-E. You can Google it. E-P-H E-B-O-P-H-I-L-E. You got it? Uh McCarthy faces the House GOP caucus later this morning with the knowledge that this uh January 6th panel is pressing again to get him to testify. He's already refused once. We're gonna try again. <laughs> Uh, so I see them as I call them. You and I discussed that Trump would appeal the $10,000 a day fine from the New, from New York, uh, likely by week's end. Uh, the appeal was filed yesterday, the same day that the fines were supposed to come into effect, meaning that the uh, former president, Trump, may not have to pay until the legal challenge is resolved. I'm sure it'll resolved and be resolved in a couple of weeks. Yes, Trump is appealing the contempt of court ruling and daily ten thousand dollar fine imposed on him by a New York judge this week for his refusal to hand over documents. Uh, the state attorneys investigating his business uh, to the state attorney uh, investigating his business affairs. Um, they're getting uh, coming up against the wire. I think uh, they have to file the case uh, uh, before the end of the year. I, I, I think maybe in a few months, within a few months, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. DeSantis has stepped in it. Man, has he stepped in it. Uh, Disney's self-governing special district, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, says that Florida's move to dissolve the district's, uh, next, district next year is not legal unless the state pays off Reedy Creek's extensive debts. Reedy Creek currently has about $1 billion in outstanding bond debt according to the uh, credit rating uh, agency Fitch Ratings. Uh, If you remember, when when Republicans were pushing through this law that DeSantis wanted, if you remember, Democrats tried to introduce a measure to study the bond debt, but Republicans said, nope, let's just push it through. (laughs) In a statement issued to its bondholders last Thursday, Reedy Creek pointed out that the 1967 law also includes a pledge from Florida to its bondholders. The law states that Florida will not in any way impair the rights or remedies of the holders until all such bonds together with interest thereon and all costs and expenses in, in connection with any act or proceeding by or on behalf of such holders are fully met and discharged. So, yeah. There's a buyout clause, and let me just tell you with any, I'm I'm from LA, with any entertainment uh uh, company, there are buyout clauses, trust me, they are everywhere. This is standard, (laughs) anyway. Due to the uh, that pledge, Reedy Creek said it expects to continue business as usual, in other words. They are going to ignore the law unless Florida comes up with a quick billion dollars. I mean, you know, recent history, Twitter ignored uh, um, uh, uh, Musk until he came up with, uh, what was it, $43 billion? Right? (laughs) Which, of course, caused his his Tesla stock to go down. Um, Even the Orange County mayor saw this coming. Mayor Jerry J- uh, L uh, Demings told reporters on April 21st before the uh, the legislation uh, the 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 vote that day it would put an undue burden on the rest of taxpayers in Orange County to fill that gap I want to remind you let's just remind you that Ron DeSantis wants to take his economics to the national stage and run for president meaning Pass any law you can, despite the financial repercussions. Is is this guy supposed to be, quote, conservative? End quote. I mean, think about it. Is that conservative to do something without looking into the consequences? Moving on. Finally, sister, Andre, Andre, of France, born Lucille Randon in 1904 in Ales, also in the southern in southern France, is now believed to be the oldest person in the world. She is 118 uh, as of. Um, oh, I didn't get the month she was born, did I? Oh, sorry about that. You can look it up. Uh, she's 118. She said that she would now like to beat the record of the oldest person ever, which was uh, 122 in some odd days. Um, so she has about five years to do it. She said, people say that work kills for me. Work kept me alive. I kept working until I was 108. Um, she, uh, at, 100, at 107, she was taking care of the elderly, who were sometimes 40 years younger than her. or even more, some of them 50 years younger than her. Uh, Although she is now blind and gets around in a wheelchair, she used to care for other elderly people much younger than herself. Sister Andre said, people should help each other and love each other instead of hating. If we shared all that, things would be a lot better. Have you been listening, Putin? Last year, she even survived a COVID 19 infection. Them some good genes. <laughs> the next contender is only 115, three years younger than her. Ain't that something? Well, there you have it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Under 30 minutes this time. Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you. Uh, tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at cyberclops C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from... Los Angeles.